A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? I'm good, Connor. Your taste in comic books is adequate. <laughs> So we, ha- we we had like a ceasefire last week, so now I'm yeah. dialing back to the hatred. So just okay. slowly we'll get there. So are we go so are we slowly dialing back to resentment? But at the minute we're in the middle. At the minute we're in the middle where we'll like tolerate each other's likes okay. and dislikes. Uh, and it's just gonna keep pivoting. We're gonna I disagree with some thing. of your views upon mm-hmm. I disagree with some of your views about Marvel being superior, but at the same time I've gotta respect the fact that you stick by them. Okay, that's a, that's a very fair statement, Connor. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Look, let's be honest here. We all like comic books. They're all nerd stuff. What is the point of picking sides when you can have both? <laughs> okay. Exactly. If I um, could choose between cake and another cake, I'll have two cakes, please. I'll have two cakes. Um, but, Sean, this is Hero Zero. And what do we do here? You... Uh, normally take DC characters. I normally take Marvel characters. We give everyone a bit of a rundown about everything to do with that character. Um, yes. And so now, I what? last week did Swarm, who is a terrible man made of bees. And so you, <laughs> terrible man made of bees. But also, one of my faves. I think I need Swarm. <laughs> You love all of my shit characters, I <laughs> But, like, I like a level of shit that's so bad, but they don't realise they're shit. Like, there's some characters that are just shit, but if they're trying to be actually properly a villain, but they're just really dumb, I quite enjoy that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of those in Marvel, so I'm fairly set for the years ahead. Yeah. Um, but I'm not terribly familiar with a lot of DC characters, Connor. Well, Lucky for you, Sean, I am oh. here today to talk about a character that will be will be involved in The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, 
and uh. will be getting his own show afterwards written uh. by James Gunn. Um, Interesting. Starring a certain very large man who just appeared alongside La Familia. That is Mr. Jonathan Cedar. Bold um, of them to cast an invisible actor in that role. I mean, it's just the old one, but a good one, Desi. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how how do you, much do you think he hates that joke, or do you think he likes it? I think he likes it. I think he thinks it's the funniest thing ever, that you can't see me. <laughs> he bursts out laughing every time. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> he high fives him. <laughs> so, in that movie, Sean, he is going to be playing a character known as Peacemaker. Um, yes, we've briefly we have seen, talked Peacemaker. Very briefly. And so Peacemaker um has been seen in the trailers and he's a bit of a a bit of a gag machine. I think John Cena's gonna come out as the Dave Batista or Drax uh, of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, the unintentionally comedic guy kind of a thing. Yeah. And so um now Peacemaker's an interesting one because he's been around for quite a few years, but he started off in Charlton Comics. Um, in 1966 and what happened was he was part of like a team in Charlton Comics um, for a few for a few issues I, I think it was like five or six and he became popular enough that he got his own issue si- own series for like another five issues or whatever and right. so I mean not that big but known very vaguely and so what happened in the meantime was that DC Comics they bought up a lot of comic books back in the day. They were they were the big dogs. Yes. Um, and so they purchased Charlton Comics. And alongside that, of course, you get all of the characters. Very similar to what, I mean, Disney did um, with uh, Fox a few yes, years so ago. they bought the property and now they can do pretty much whatever they want. Yeah, and so what they did was, um, he was acquired by DC Comics, and so he was introduced during the Crisis at Infinite Earth series. And how they wrote that was, it was basically seen that all the characters on Charlton Comics were all part of, like, Earth 4, and so that's why they had never been appeared, because they were all on Earth 4. Right. And then during Infinite Crisis at Infinite Earths, what happened was they merged them all together. So they brought they brought him into DC into the, just a regular continuity that way. In like a story, like they didn't just have him pop up one day. Like there was a story reason why he hadn't yeah, they, been seen they, up until this point. They used Crisis on Infinite Earths in 1985 to basically bring in all these characters from all these different comic books that have been maybe years past, but now they have all these brand new ties to play with. So why not use them? Um, yeah, cool. And the character was actually used as a basis for Alan Moore's Watchmen character, the comedian, would you believe? Um, ah, interesting. My random piece of trivia. So, Peacemaker is Christopher Schmidt, and he's the only son of an Austrian munitions manufacturer, Wolfgang Schmidt, and American children's book author, Elizabeth Lewis. So, Christopher's toddler years were pretty typical for a child of his social and economic class. However, Christopher's life quickly changed, Shaw. This very quickly goes straight into it. Dead parents. Dead parents. Dead father. (gasps) Now, it's worse. worse It's worse than you think. Because Christopher's father not only killed himself, but he killed himself because his past was revealed that... World War II documents obtained 
warned that Schmidt had been an officer in the Nazi elite corps. Oh, secret so- Nazi father. <laughs> secret Nazi father. You don't see it often, Sean. <laughs> My God, it's rare when it pops up, but when it does... Yes. And so the father gets ousted, or outed Mm. as a secret Nazi from back in the day, and he does what any any normal father would do, and he... It basically is also revealed that he is responsible for the deaths of 50,000 innocent people. So... Knowing his arrest was imminent... Wolfgang committed suicide right in front of Christopher on his fifth birthday. <laughs> Jesus, fuck, this is heavy. Heavy. It's heavy we're stuff, all, Sean. We're all comics like this in the 60s. I know. So this is uh, in the Sorry, 60s. Sorry, this is Crisis. This is, they've, they've started this in the 80s. <laughs> oh, the 80s. A time of hope, some would say. <laughs> And so, yeah, you know how it is. It's the it's a tale as old as time. Boy turns five, father outed as Nazi, boy, father kills himself in front of child on fifth birthday. We've all heard it. And how does how how does this like progress? How like what? How does this drive young peacemaker forward? I would say it has an emotional impact that completely changes him forever. <laughs> Oh, well, it would, wouldn't it, really? It would, really, logically. Um, So his mother, Elizabeth, wanting to erase the the taint of evil her husband soiled her with, quickly relocated uh, to her native um, land with Christopher and legally changed her last name to Smith. Um, The death of his father and constant upheaval at such an early age left Christopher severely traumatised. Christopher became unruly and a and a bully a bully throughout his adolescent years. Now, when he turned eighteen, he enlisted in the military, which she which seemed to have a positive influence over him. And in a couple of years, he was recognised as an exemplary soldier. Amazing! Great. Okay, uh, things turned around for Christopher, getting his he life together after a troubled upbringing. Yeah. I love it. You love to see it in comics. His unit was sent to where he continued to serve with distinction and was promoted to sergeant. And during the ten months of his tour, Christopher led a scouting mission on a small village suspected of harbouring enemy North Vietnamese troops. And it was at this village that Christopher decided that he had had enough of the people staying in that village. As for no apparent reason, Christopher fired upon the village's inhabitants, killing old men, women, children, as Anakin would say, not even just the men, the women the and women. the children. Oh, so this seems fairly out of the blue for such a decorated military sergeant. It kind of implies he might not be all there mentally, no matter how exemplary of a soldier he is. Right, he just decided he'd had enough of the village. Yeah. Fair enough. And so he is court-martialed and he's sentenced to life imprisonment at a mm. penitentiary, which makes sense. Um, yeah, you can't do that stuff. No, you can't. I just think that's frowned upon. And so near the end of his second year of imprisonment, Christopher was offered a pardon if he joined Project Peacemaker, a top-secret, oh. high-tech, independent anti-terrorist squad. Um... Eight months into the programme, Project Peacemaker was shut down and quickly became lost in the bureaucratic shuffle. Now, Christopher, 
he didn't like that because he had been asked to leave. It was his big out. And he, he wanted to stop terrorists still. Yeah. He loves peace. He loves peace. And so he was, he might have still been court-martialed and he was only there because he was doing the project. But now the project doesn't no longer exists. So he uses this to his advantage and he was able to walk out of the base and disappear without incident on the day it was shut down without anyone noticing he left. I mean, because he had, he had upheld his end of the bargain by all accounts. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's, just, it's not his fault it got shut down. Um, now, I am struggling to imagine John Cena playing the man who kills innocent civilians <laughs> with reckless abandon. This is true. I think they might slightly change this, but this is comic book peacemaker. Now, of course, James Gunn can do whatever he wants because he's not that big a character, so you can true. change it as much as you want. Um, so he was able to walk out of the base, and a year later, he reappears, running his father's businesses and heading to the Pax Institute. Um, which is a non-profit organisation devoted to the interest of peace and providing social services to victims of terrorism the world over. A very, very good deed. A very good thing to do. Mm. Which is the most uncharacteristic thing he's done so far. I mean, is he good or bad, Sean, is the question. Connor, I hate to to put these words in your mouth, but is he some kind of an anti-hero? I mean, I don't want to say anti-hero, but he is all over the map. (laughs) Depending (laughs) on what he does, or what he does in each story. He's just a lunatic who wants peace. Okay, a a very dangerous combination. (laughs) Yeah, and so the experience of the programme steered Christopher to achieve its prime directive. The combating of terrorism. And so, what he's doing is... Using his actual real name, he's running this business and he's heading up this non-profit organisation devoted to ending terrorism and promoting peace. But at the same time, he's taken the peacemaker name for himself and established a new costume identity as the peacemaker. So he's going to do a crime fight in it as well. He's a vigilante man now. A vigilante man, yes. Um, and so Christopher's sanity became increasingly unstable <laughs> and his actions more and more violent the longer that he was peacemaker in the field, going around stopping terrorists. But basically, every time he did it, he became a little more insane. Right, so he'd go further and further and mm. eventually... It, it like it's this thing. It's, there's probably commentary in there somewhere, but it's like he's just like he just sees the end goal, which is peace. Well, and I have gets a, there. I have a very very uh, deep Lex line that really um, kind of shows why he acts like this, and it's a really comic booky reason. It's right. pretty great because he, Christopher, why he began to go more and more to the dark side was he began hearing the voice of his father Wolfgang. And believed that the souls of those who fell victim to terrorism resided in his helmet and urged him towards more violence and retribution against the terrorists that hurt him repeatedly. Oh, he's (laughs) very, very mentally unstable, I would say. By that I mean, the people that, the poor victims of all these terrorist attacks... He yeah. thinks their souls are in his helmet and he hears them 
when he encounters the terrorists and he's like you kill those people and he hears them whispering to him that they need he needs to go further he needs to take these people out and kill them so they never hurt again jesus christ so this is like he has is this some kind of schizophrenia that he has or christopher loved christopher loved peace so much he was willing to kill for it, John. Love it. Great tagline. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the idea is that he's a very traumatised child um, and he has never been mentally stable ever since his father killed himself after outing himself as a Nazi on his fifth birthday. <laughs> that no. In front of him. In front of him. Let's address that as well. He also, let's be clear, he's not in the right with what he's doing either. Uh, no. Does he have powers though? Like, is he a super soldier or no? So att- attempts to stop his violent tendencies to, or control them came from the top secret government bureau led by Valentina Vostok, called the Agency. However, Christopher could not be contained, so they tried to basically bring him in because he's such a good agent. But yeah. I mean, he just can't be held back. He's and a wild so he- card. And so he could not be contained so much, he began creating enemies to fight, just to kill them. Um, Harry Stein and the Vigilante uh, were two such enemies he pursued. Um, But the Vigilante's another hero that goes around, and he just decided that the Vigilante was evil, and his enemy. And so he went around and he just killed the Vigilante, just because he could. Just because he had deemed him bad. He had deemed him bad. He was ruling the peace. Right. Oh, I, so, how does he feel about Batman in that case? I mean, it would be a good fight, but I think Batman would beat the shit out of him. Oh, like in a second. Um, <laughs> so, despite his instability, the agency attempted to make him a field operative. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, point to that one village in Vietnam, <laughs> where it used to be. And tell me that man needs to be a it's field like, operative. They've seen all of his actions up to now, and they're like, they're still in the mindset, oh yeah, but we can control him. We can, yeah, we can yeah. get him back on site. It'll work this time, guys. So they were able to recondition him, so that the soul speaking to him within his helmet disappeared, and he was given a live psychologist <laughs> in which to resolve his fears. So his psychologist would follow him around um, in his helmet, and so he would talk to her at any given time. <laughs> so any time he's in the field, he's undergoing therapy as well. <laughs> just constantly, yeah, just to kind of... Because he's so good at killing. That's true, you need someone to dial that back on the fly. <laughs> Around this time, Vostok relinquished command of the agency to Harry Stein, um, who recreated it into a new organisation, dubbed Checkmate. In relation to its chess-inspired command structure, Christopher continued to work for the newly reformed organisation until they kicked him out because he was too much of a wild card. (laughs) Harry... Harry thought as well... Harry is a big man uh, in terms of uh, rebranding, by the way. To go from yeah. the agency to checkmate. Checkmate's Excellent. a good one. Excellent. Checkmate's yeah. a good one. But also, you know you can't keep this lunatic under control. So what happened next is um, Amanda Waller hears oh, of this amazing amazing agent who is a lunatic but is very effective. If there was only some way that we could control him, he would be, great, he'd be of great use to us. We saw his um, mouth shut and turn him into Deadpool. <laughs> Christopher was next recruited by Amanda Waller 
to join the Shadow Fighters, who were like an offshoot of the Suicide Squad. Um, right, okay. And she's got multiple so, teams going. <laughs> she's, a, she's a busy lady. Um, whose mission was to free the South American country of Parador, taking over by, taken over by Eclipso. Now, during this mission, this is their very first mission, he's brought in... Right, day one. the first attempt failed, with Eclipso killing many heroes, in which Christopher was one of them, Sean. Um, killed. He's a killed man. Killed man, straight away. It was a helicopter crash, and the helicopter crashed and they all died. Okay, and sorry, he's is that the end of his story? <laughs> Christopher, Christopher Smith returns to aid the newest Blue Beetle, Jamie Reyes, at a future point in time. <laughs> okay, so he's not dead, but it's never explained. <laughs> Though he claims his name is Mitchell Black now, it was later learned that he was actually Christopher Smith. My favorite word in comic book, Sean. Huh? Somehow. Returned. <laughs> Beautiful. I need nothing further, Connor. It makes perfect sense to me now. Look, he died in a story, but did he die? Did anyone see the body? They didn't. He's back. Somehow He's back. returned. Somehow, by some random sappenstance, he, he explains. He explains that a year earlier, while fighting Intergrag, he found himself in a peri- pyramid that happened to be in the same one in which the original Blue Beetle, Dan Garrett, uh, found the Blue Beetle Scarab. So, this is a bit... This is a bit Blue Beetle-ish. I've done one on Blue Beetle. But the idea is that... He was, uh... He was, uh... Charlton Comics as well, wasn't he? Yes, back in the day, I think. Ah, okay, that's nice yeah. that they're meeting up. <laughs> so, the Blue Beetle has a scarab on its back, which is like this mm-hmm. ancient... A scarab that attaches itself to your to you your body and basically gives you powers, makes you have a suit and be able to fly and use guns and all this stuff. And so he says that while he was in a pyramid, pyramid, he happened to come across the original Blue Beetle scarab. Just happened somehow, somehow returned. Happened. He happened to come across it. Somehow He's it happened. Luckiest man in DC. <laughs> in that period, pyramid, Chris came into contact with technology from the alien race, the Reach. Chris accidentally downloaded the database that was missing from the scarab that Jamie had. Um, the actual circumstances of his return were never fully explained. <laughs> I, nor l- let they never be, because that's all I need. <laughs> that's all we need. I don't want to know exactly how it happened. Just give me the very bare bones. Just and fucking so, bullet points, somehow. So, Chris worked with Jamie for a while, fighting supervillains and the Reach. Eventually, Chris was implanted with a scarab himself, Sean. Oh. And so Peacemaker got his own little scarab. Peacemaker um, got some superpowers. And he was subsequently approached by, at the same time, one of the Yellow Ring Sinestro Corps people. Who, <laughs> who the decided Fear Lanterns. He, he was worthy of the Fear Lantern Ring. So he's a he's a yellow lantern and a blue beetle and a lunatic. Yes, all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's <laughs> great. And so he was basically he was loaded in with this yellow ring, and they sent him off to kill Jamie Reyes. And they were like, Jamie Reyes is blue beetle, and he's yeah. um, he's the new blue beetle, and he's a very very cool. If you don't know Jamie Reyes, watch Young Justice. 
Uh, he's very big in that. And so I would definitely. You would. He was sent to kill Jamie, but Jamie interfaced with Smith's scarab and helped him to face his inner fears. So he's got the yellow ring, he's got the scarab, he's got lunacy on his side, he's got it all, Sean. But he didn't account for the fact that Jamie knows what the scarab is much more than he does. And so he interfaced with his scarab and was just like, uh, got him to face his inner fears. And so once he faces the inner fears, the yellow ring just stops working because it runs off fear. It runs off fear. Ah, so he depowers them all in one fell swoop. Yeah. Gathering enough courage for a last stand, Smith forcibly cut the scarab from his own spine, Sean. Oh, that's um, Leaving him injured but not dead. And and his la- he helped defend Jamie's family from a reach attack that followed happened that happened shortly afterwards, and has continued to serve as a sort of mentor to the third Blue Beetle. At the conclusion of this Blue Beetle volume, Peacemaker leaves El Paso. Before he departs, he bids farewell to Jamie and advises him to learn to become his own man. Later, he makes an appearance in the final Crisis aftermath. Um, and he's part of the Global Peace Agency at that time. But that is where we leave him in the New 52 shot. And right. so um, now what's happened is the New 52 goes off in a whole different direction, but I decided to do the one from 66 to 2011. And so J- James Gold has this character, and he can do whatever he wants with him, because there's a whole host of things that you can get into, um, yeah, like you can get into whatever you want with this. I didn't know he was that connected to like the space stuff and the ancient Egypt stuff and all of mm. this. That's ridiculous. So his skills and abilities. Christopher possesses the physical strength and stamina of a man who engages in, in intense physical exercise. He's a master like of various. He's a master of various hand-to-hand combat techniques and is a skilled gymnast. A superb marksman, he's also a proficient weapons maker and a pilot shot. So, I mean, no powers. All he's got is himself. Just, yeah, just his his skills and his wits and his strength. And and his his outfit. His outfit, more importantly, because most of Peacemaker's fighting needs are tied into his costume. The costume itself is a tin, pliable body armour developed by Christopher himself. The helmet helmet is a heat and pressure proof plastic containing sophisticated cybernetic circuitry. Yes! That operate various devices including communication uh, and surveillance devices. An ultrasonic blaster and at one point even a laser. Um, The right glove holds a vial that becomes a firebomb when crushed. The boots hold a pentalite compound. The holster carries one of many conventional firearms. Um, holds ammunition, a toolkit, explosive pellets, nerve gas, and a shark sedative. <laughs> Love it. Standard issue in the DC universe. Uh, on his back is a mini jetpack that works in both air and water, Sean. It is also operated by his helmet. Oh, that's convenient. He just needs to think about flying. He has. He also uses several weapons, including an Uzi, an ultrasonic pistol, and a Derringer. So he's basically an expert marksman. He's got a jetpack, and he's got this like outfit that he has bombs all over him, and he has guns all over him. It's just like he's wearing a utility belt. Like a his entire costume is a utility belt, basically. Yeah, and he's like an expert, and but he's he has all that equipment, but also he's a lunatic. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 
ridiculous. That like I'm excited to see what James Gunn does with him. I think he'll probably pull from more of the soldiery stuff. Maybe leave out some of the green lantern or the yellow lantern bits and things like that. But like the soldiery stuff is interesting enough. Yeah, and I mean the main thing is that his weaknesses are mental illness is one of his mm. weaknesses, and by that they mean he suffers from bipolar disorder and possibly schizophrenia believing that the souls of the people he killed inhabited his helmet and spoke to him. He was also plagued by hallucinations of his dead father egging him on to violence in the middle of battles. Don't listen to the Nazi father. <laughs> He's clearly not got it all put together. He's not all there. No, he was a Nazi. <laughs> Um, and he also obviously the suit is highly bulletproof Um, he's got bulletproof he's completely bulletproof and his helmet can produce a sonic burst that can leave enemies temporarily deafened Um, he's got a fighter jet a jet pack all the the gadgets that you need it's it's handy that he's rich as well from his father's companies yeah do all of this stuff I mean that's a a classic DC mode as well like if he has no powers he has enough money to to form a suit to make himself powers and become a lunatic that's ridiculous so, I didn't- in, ter- in terms of John Cena I don't know how he's going to play him because I don't think you could do schizophrenia like he's seeing dead people no I think he's like I, I think they're going to just go down route of, like it, they kind of showed in the trailers just like he'll kill every man woman and child for peace I think that's what they're locking into uh, yeah like that's just his singular goal and that's all he cares about i don't think they'll go down the nazi father schizophrenia uh you know egyptian scarab route with things yeah it's now the blue beetle story i threw in there just to kind of give a bit of a difference to the stories because like he's just involved in mostly battles whereas he was involved in some ancient egyptian sinestro core story and i was kind of yeah. like this is kind of different i'll throw this in um, but yeah, he's mostly used as a psychotic uh, military guy who hears the voices of dead people in his head and, is con- and they're constantly telling him to kill the terrorists because they're doing bad things. Yeah, I like the, the therapist in his helmet thing. I think that's a really interesting Talking thing to, to him. a character like that. That like just during the battlefield, they'd be like, and breathe. <laughs> and I like how every single military group is like, no, we'll control him. We've yeah, got we'll the be needs. the ones. We've we'll got the this. Ones. We're like, okay, so he's turned on everyone else and he killed all those villages. But we have more people now. We'll get some of the chat to him before he goes we're, out. We're themed around chess, guys. <laughs> Mr. Stein's like, yes, chess is the way to go. Also, every time you said that man's name, I thought you were going to say Harry Styles. Harry <laughs> I would listen to Harry. If Harry told me, I would listen to him. Oh, Harry would be the king on that chessboard. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We'd all be going in one direction, winning. That's what oh, we're going to. very good. Excellent <laughs> work, Connor. Um, <laughs> so that's it for this week's Hero Zero. Well done. I did not know anything about that character, and now I know. Now I'm really excited to see what crops up in the movie, So I think that's the mark of a good report. I, I think he's going to do the Drax. I think he's going to be, like, the guy who takes himself too seriously. That's the joke. Yes, and he's but he's he doesn't know how to like properly talk to people, and so that's yeah. where the humor comes from. Exactly, Perfect. exactly. Would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. Uh, We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thanks goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Thanks all for supporting us over there. Really appreciate it, uh, as always. Um, Link to that in the description. Also down there is all the social medias. So Facebook, Heroes for Hire podcast. Instagram, Heroes for Hire podcast. Twitter, at Heroes for Hire pod. The four is the number four. Or you can email us, here's for hire underscore at outlook.com. But the best way you can ever help the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Meehan. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.